we kicked off the series about angels around two weeks ago, and I got so much, so many uh, feedbacks. Actually, feedback. Uh, some people said thank you so much for the preaching series. Now I understand a little bit more about angels, and some people saying to me, "Yes, I listened to the message, but I still I don't get it." <laughs> That's why, because we we have taught around the globe a lot about the Holy Spirit. We feel very comfortable, right? When it comes about the Holy Spirit, about God, the Father, Jesus Christ, about angels, is often for us like a topic we never have preached about it. And I think it's very important that we understand God has sent some angels. I think the best explanation is about angels are ground staff. God has sent them to be a ground staff, a ground personal. They're helping us and along our journey. And you can read more than 300 Bible verses about angels in the Old and also in the New Testament. That means it's not a small thing, it's a big thing actually. You see two angels with a name, and I want to mention those angels. There's always an angel, Gabriel. He's like an announcement angel. Uh, Gabriel means God is my strength. And every time when the angel Gabriel appeared to a person, they were like, oh! They were shocked! Like, oh my gosh! Because they were shocked about the shepherds and, and everyone. And that's maybe you say, I don't like angels because I don't want to be under shock. But the second angel is the angel Michael. He's the battle angel. And his name is Who is Like God. Isn't that cool when angel, angel Michael comes and there's a big fight? He'll say, hey, come on, forget it. My God is stronger than you are. You cannot win. I have not met anyone. I have not met anyone. I have not met anyone who won against God. Do you know anyone? God is always the winner. That means we are in the winning team. And Michael says, hey, you cannot win against God. I want to start with Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Angels deserve and they help us. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to those who will inherit salvation? In the German Bible says God has sent some angels to serve us as a ground a staff actually. And here is an amazing story of a young lady how an angel helped her out. Let's give her a big round of applause. Yeah, so I want to tell you a story, something amazing that happened to me like two years ago. Um, I was on my way home from my boyfriend's house and he lives in Hitnau and I lived in Kilberg. So it was like one and a, one and a half hours from door to door. And um, I was on my way home one night, like it's eight o'clock on a school night. And usually when I um, take the train home, I set an alarm clock because I tend to fall asleep. And um, yeah, but that, uh, that night I didn't set one because it was eight o'clock and I thought, well, it's still early. I probably won't uh, fall asleep. But then I fell asleep. <laughs> and then shortly before I had to get off from Zurich main station because I have to transfer to another train, I was um, shaken awake, like abruptly, and I opened my eyes and there was this tall, bald man standing in front of me. And he looked at me and he said, um, this is your stop, you have to get off here. And I was still half asleep, so I didn't really realize what was going on. So I got up and I, I gathered my stuff and I started to walk towards the door. And then I realized, wait, that was kind of weird. And then I turned around and the guy was like gone. And in that moment, uh, a Bible verse came into my mind from Psalm 91, verse 11, where it says that, where, uh, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. And um, in that moment, I realized that I was woken up by an angel and I just, I just knew in my heart. And 
I was really touched because, I mean, it wouldn't have been that bad if I would have just stayed on a train. I would have ended somewhere in Baden, I think. But I could have still gotten back, I mean, way later, and I would have probably lost a lot of sleep. But for me, it was so touching that God wanted me to get home in time because he cares so much for my well-being and that I, and he didn't want me to lose unnecessary time or sleep. And for me, it showed that he sends his angels in for the small things. And I was just amazed how good God is and that he cares so much for us that even in those little things, he um, he sends his angels and that the angel was, I mean, they're all around us and sometimes we don't even notice that. And yeah, I will never forget that experience. <laughs> Come on. Thanks so much for sharing that amazing story. Woo! I will be very shocked. Like, oh my goodness. Wow, it's so cool. Hey, I want to read the second Bible verse to you guys in Psalm 1 and 3 verse 20. Angels carry out God's commands. Praise the Lord, you angels. You mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. That means God has sent out some angels to protect us, to guide us, to lead us. And Pastor Joel, you are uh, the pastor of the 20s and also Sunday evening. I just felt it's so cool that we share some stories where all the angels are appearing in the New Testament. And if you have a smartphone, you can take out a smartphone, you can take a picture because it's so um, uplifting just to see that God has sent some angels like ground stuff to help us along the journey. So it's Christmas soon, so everybody's uh, excited and no Christmas story without the angels that announce the birth of Jesus. But we also see that angels often serve Jesus and not only Jesus, we see that angels can also wake you up in trains. So angels also strengthen, you know, Elijah, who when he was very weak, uh, the angels came and served him. And also Jesus, after he was fasting, the angels strengthen him again. It was the angels who proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus. And also, sometimes we think angels are very cold, like roboters, they just do what they have to do. No, they have feelings, they have emotions, they rejoice over the salvation of people. How amazing is that? They really celebrate um, when, when God's kingdom grows. Um, angels accompany. When, uh, when people die, the angels come and accompany them to heaven. So that's an important thing. Maybe you've heard of people who nearly died and they often tell, I have seen a light, a bright light. And I believe this might be angels that they see. So the next thing, angels are very strong. That's why they guard. They guarded the grave of Jesus, for example. And they also free. When Peter was in prison, there were two angels who came and they freed him out of the prison. It was the angels who guide. It was Philippus um, in his journey. Uh, the angel came and the angel told him where to go as a next step. It was the angels who prepare. This is an amazing story. There was a centurion, a Roman centurion, and he didn't know anything about the gospel. So what God did was he sent an angel to prepare his heart, not to tell the gospel. To tell the gospel, God used a human. God used Paul, but to prepare his heart, God used angels. That's amazing. Now, in the book of Revelations, we often also see what angels do. Um, they enforce God's judgment and also something they do a lot, they worship. They glorify 
our God. Thank you so much. Hey, yeah, let's give him a big round of applause. <laughs> you know, why in the world are we just reading Bible texts and Bible texts to you guys? Because I figure out in these preaching series, a lot of people say, yeah, angels are cool somewhere in the Bible. Thereby, there's no link to my life. There's no link right now to COVID. There's no link to my workplace. There is no link because I, I haven't, haven't seen an angel so far, to be quite honest. I know a friend of mine, he has always going every day to a bench in the forest. And he says, when I'm going to that bench, that specific bench, there are always angels are waiting. And I often fear, that's spooky, that's weird. They can be there for hours in the bench, the forest. And he said, yeah, there are some angels. And I think often God has sent some angels, but we, we will not see them. They're around, surrounding us. They're preparing the way, they're protecting us, they're fighting for us. But sometimes God sends an angel with a clear message. Here is Zechariah in the New Testament. He's a little bit old and his wife is old too. And they were not in the position to have any, any babies. And he's serving actually in the temple uh, and he's, he's just doing the job. And he's looking around and all of a sudden, the angel, where's the angel? Who? What? No fear, bro. Yo, yo. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will have a child. It will be a boy, and you must name him John. But, but, but how can I assure this is true? Because I am old, and, and by the way, my, my wife is super old too. I'm Gabriel. I serve God. I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will have to be silent. You will not be able to speak until after John is born. That's because you did not believe my words. They will come true when the time is right. You better get your job done now. It's weird, right? He was under shock. <laughs> He's doing his thing in the temple and then boom! why in the world he was shocked what's the link and here is my point I want to share with you guys don't say I can't never ever say in your journey I can't never say I can't never say I can't because God is a God of signs and miracles why in the world said Zacharias I cannot I'm too old my wife is too old too he served in the temple, but he didn't expect it, a miracle. Why is that so? I think every one of us, you can relate to that story. Maybe you have an area in your life, a challenge in your life, maybe an obstacle in your life, or maybe a habit in your life. And then you are very motivated for a fasting series. You fast and you pray for a breakthrough, for a miracle with your small group, with your wife, with your family. And after the year is gone, you have not seen any breakthrough in that area. Is there anyone you can relate? 
But then in the next year, say, come on, let's do it. We believe it. And you pray again, years after years and years after years. And I know some people in our church, they're trying to have babies and they do it and they do it and they do it and they pray and they anoint and after 20 years, they still don't have any baby. And then you know what happens? You say, okay, embrace it. Arrange your life and say, okay, God is good God. God can heal some people. But in that area, like Zacharias, we will never experience a breakthrough. That means you still believe in God. But there's an area where you say, come on, we have to embrace it. It's better than every time when we open up our hearts and we believe. And the miracle doesn't set in. You know what happens in your soul, in your spirit? It hurts. You get so disappointed and that hurt is so strong that you say, oh, it's better just to close the heart in that area and I embrace it. And I've seen so many people, even in our church and around the world, I preached so many churches, they say, yeah, 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 yeah I believe for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're young. God can do it. But in my case, it seems that God has forgotten me. Isn't that crazy? You can be in a small group, you can go to a church 20 years, You lift up your hands and you believe that God is a healer, but in one area you have given up. That's why Zacharias was super shocked. And here is the thing, I want to be really honest because the Bible is not a fairy tale book. The Bible is a real book about real people and a real God and a real church. Because in the book of Hebrew, the Bible says, a lot of heroes in faith, men and women, they were heroes. They haven't seen the promise fulfilled in their lifetime. They died and they haven't seen the breakthrough. They haven't seen the signs and miracles. There are some people, they will die and they will not haven't seen the breakthrough. And you think, oh, that can be me. And other people, they do nothing and experience signs and miracles all the time. And here's my point. There is always a tension because God is not only your God. God is a God of three generations. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is not only my God. He blesses my kids and my kids too. That means God thinks in generations. That means sometimes it doesn't make sense what you experience, but your story has an impact for the third generation. Hey, I think I'm talking to some people right now. You're going to that stuff. You don't understand God. And we're living in that tension. The best story for me, it helps me. I don't want to lower down the healing power of God. I will never do that. And I will never say, oh, I don't know what's wrong in your life. That's because you not get healed. I will never do that. But there is a story of Johnny Erickson from America. She was swimming. She jumped into the water. And she broke the back. And she wasn't able to walk anymore. And she is in a wheelchair. And she travels around the world. She goes from churches to churches on the wheelchair. And her message is an amazing message. She's saying, every morning when I get up, I pray for healing. I really do believe of the bottom of my heart, God can heal me. And if that miracle working power doesn't work right now, I go to the day and I still believe God is a healer. I will not give up until I die. And if I not get healed on earth, you know what I'm doing in heaven? I will run away and you cannot stop me for 100 years. That means she has a vision and still she has not given up so far. 
And she will not say like Zacharias, oh, I embrace it and arrange my life and accept it that in that area, we will never have a breakthrough. Hey, I want to tell you a story. So many, many, many years ago, I don't, I don't know, maybe 11 years ago, we, had, we were in our old building and I was on the balcony and, and a guy walked in, he stood beside me, he lays his hands around me and he said to me, out of the blue, I never met that person and after the conversation, I've never seen that person anymore. He said to me, I believe you should go to TV. You should, ISAF should be on TV. In Switzerland, in Germany. I felt in my heart, I can't. We don't have a studio. We don't have equipment. And we don't have the people. And we don't have the channels. I didn't say that, but I, I, I felt it inside. You know, like inside, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're flipping, but... And he said, no problem, I have all the connections. In a week, I will send you all the contracts of three, four TV stations. I said, yeah, 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 come on, you flipping German. He walked away, and I've never seen the guy again. And a week later, I had some emails. It was before fake news. And on that email was a contract, Star TV, Super RTL Pro 7, the biggest TV station around Europe. And I said to God, I will not say I can't. If you want to do it, if you order something, you have to pay it. The same week is a guy from Germany, from Hamburg, he said, I have a burnout and I need a break. And I will move to Zurich and I will study in the college and I could do one day a week some TV stuff. I said, what are you talking about TV stuff? He said, yeah, I, I feel I should come and help you out. And I said, oh, burnout is not always a problem. It's, it worked for us good. He came to Zurich. We had some contracts. A guy with a burnout was willing to do the TV thing. But we were lacking 250,000 US dollars. And I said to God, God, I, want, I don't want to be stubborn. I, I want a believer. I know one family. They have millions of millions and millions. For them, 250,000 is, is, is like drinking a coffee. I drove with my car to them. And I tell you something, to ask a family for 250,000 Swiss francs or US dollars, you have to be bold. It's, it's not an easy question. I came in and she baked, the, uh, uh, she cooked the, yeah, was some cake there. <laughs> and then she asked me, what's up? And I said, I met a guy I've never met before. He left. I have some contract for ISIF going to TV. I have a cutter, he could do it, but I need 250,000 US dollars and I know you have it. It's not a big deal for you. And he said, yes, it's no, no big deal for us. He said, you know, but I feel you should go back to ISIF's church and you ask the whole entire church to be a part of that journey of God. And I was shocked, I said, come on. It's much easier you give it instead of asking the whole church. It was 11 years ago, and we started our reach campaign 11 years ago about reaching beyond with television. Why I'm sharing you that story? 
Because in that moment, people ask me, what's it's the benefit going on TV? I said, we are winning people for Jesus Christ. We will never win in a building. And after one year, really, I was somehow surprised about how many people we want to Jesus Christ to the television ministry. But 11 years later, when Corona hit, because of that German man I've never met before, it was only a five minutes conversation, he opened the door that in the Corona season, we are able to stream around the world. Don't ever say, I can't. What God orders, he pays it. Come on, let's give God a big round of applause. Don't say, I can't. You cannot say, I can't. Oh, there was another lady, the same angel, Mary, in the New Testament. She was engaged. She had a good time with Joseph. She was falling in love, engaged. Life is good, life is easy. <laughs> no kids, nothing. Boo. Boo. Hi. Hi, Mary. The Lord has given you a special favor. He's with you. Mm -hmm. okay. Do not be afraid, Mary. Uh -uh. God is very pleased with you. Wow! You will become pregnant and give birth to a son. Oh, la, la. You must name him Jesus. Uh -huh. Okay. She was like shocked. I am engaged. I don't want to have a baby. Zacharias, yes, baby, baby, baby. Maria said, no, baby. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And her response was, don't say I can't say. How can I? How can I? Don't say I cannot. How can I? How can I? Her response was in 388, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. Here is my response. When God sent the angel, when God touches you during a praise and worship moment, through reading the word of God in a prayer session where you pray to God and God speaks to you, let your heart be open. Never say, I can't. Say, how can I? How do you want to do the miracle? And here's, well, you know how faith works? Faith is not like you're standing in front of a challenge, Goliath, an obstacle, a sickness, and say, come on, believe it. You can do it. You're a man. No, you cannot say, come on. Faith works because what you have seen in your past what have you seen in your past? All small, little miracles. God is the God of the small, little miracles. You have seen millions of small miracles in your life and you're adding the miracles and you add and you add and you add and you add. And after the one million of miracles, you get in a position, you say, I have seen the goodness of God in so many small moments and God is the same in the small, and also in the big. Can I hear an amen? Come on. 
You have a seen God's goodness. A small rock was enough to kill Goliath. One small word spoken out of your mouth is strong enough that the mountains fall down. One small stick in the hand of Moses is enough to, 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 to split the water. One small word in your life is enough. And I have seen the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions small miracles in my life that brings me to a position to know and believe for God is nothing is impossible this is how faith works come on come on the small miracles hey I felt why in the world this German guy came and I've never met this guy before I've never seen before he was maybe an angel I don't know but you know those moments when we went to TV strengthened my faith and I want to tell you a story how faith works when I, when I said to God we were living in a house and I said to God when our kids turning 20 I want to sell the house I don't like to be in a house house is so much work so much space so much uh, it's too big I want to be in a small apartment no garden no trees nothing I just want to relax and be easy and happy so My wife, she went to a bank and she saw their poster and said, oh, a new building is building there with 110 apartments. And it was very close from here. And she said, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. But the most beautiful apartment, which is the most beautiful apartment? The top. It's the top. And she said, oh, the most beautiful is the top, but this is too expensive. We, we don't have the money. And so it was number 14. So we bought apartment level 12 I was happy with level 12 it's not the top level but level 12 it's still good because level 12 is level 12 12 disciples the 12 you know 12 is always good and then we had a guy in our church and he sent me emails oh thank you so much for the for the message last Sunday I said thanks he said you know I'm working for those apartments and I feel you should have apartments number 14 the penthouse the top apartment You deserve it. Yeah, of course, I deserve it. Of course, I deserve Switzerland. I deserve everything. You know those moments? And my response was, don't say, I can't. I counted the money. And Swiss people, we can count. We are missing like 300,000 Swiss francs. We were in short for that. We hadn't the money. And I said to him, how can we? He said, easy. Shoot the email to the seller. Email? My name is bigger and sometimes people not getting my emails because of my name. I shoot it to him. And he said, yeah, can you come by? And I want to have a chat. And I said to my wife, I will not go. You are much better in terms of um, making contracts. And my wife went there and he asked the question, do you want to have the top apartment? She said, yes, of course. He said, But you don't have the money. She said, yeah, we don't have the money. And he asked the first person, what happens if you don't get the apartment? She would say, I will be very sad. He said, okay, it's yours. She came back and said, we have the top apartment. And I was like Zacharias. Has! Honey, how have you sold my bicycle? My skis, my underwear, what have you done? He said, no. He just asked me a question. 
And he said, you can have it. And I felt like that moment, the word don't say, I can't. Say, how can I? And I asked the guy from our church who gave us the hint, how in the world have you got the apartment? Tell me why. And here is a lesson to learn. He said, you know, people are afraid to shoot an email. They know in the beginning, we don't have any chance. We don't have the money and they will say anyhow, no. And because we know that they say no, it's the reason why we don't ask. Because if we ask and they say no, we feel very hurt and very disappointed. And it does something in the identity of Swiss people. That you had the courage to ask and you were ready for a no. And that's why you get an apartment. And I felt God, so many people walking around and even myself, we think what could be and what is. And you know the money, you know the position, but you underestimate the power of the miracle working God. You don't say, I can't. Don't say, I don't have the money. I don't have the education. Don't ever say that. Just say to God, how can I? And Mary said, I have never slept with a guy. If you want to do that, God, then do it. But I am ready. I'm available for the miracle of God. And I think so often God sends some angels. You cannot see them. They come into your life, leaving, and you think, where is that dude? And I think often they're just like angels dressed in a person of a human being. And we don't see it, we don't recognize it because God is in the position to bring the best out of you and me. And I want to leave you with the statement, don't say, I can't. How can I, God? How can we do it? Can we stand for a moment, balcony, online, microchurch? We have so many different settings. Oh my gosh. Can we close our eyes? And I feel some people right now, you're listening to the message and say, Pastor Leo, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a sickness in my life and I, I'm praying for many, many years and I've not seen so far the breakthrough. Or you're still single. And it seems that there's no one around the corner or you're far away from home and you see no way how can you be gathered with your family. Every one of us, we have an area where we stopped believing, where we have given up, like Zacharias. Isn't that cool that God sent sometimes a preacher, a small group leader in praise and worship, like one lyric, it hits you and God unleashes the hope again he is my healer father God here I am I'm like Mary use me for your glory I'm available do whatever you want to do I will not stop you in my thinking. 
I will not stop you in my education. I will not stop you in terms of my income or money. You are a God who is almighty, all presence and all known. And I lay down right now my life into your hands. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship the, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye